0: Hello, and welcome to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. We thought we'd mix it up this week and share the remarks from our very recent book release party. Several of our community members were disappointed to miss the event. So we're bringing the event to you. My dear friend and Fairfax County PTA President, Larry Mills, shared opening remarks. And you'll hear from me about the origin point of when this love of soft skills really started. I share a bit with the crowd about our favorite characters in the book, Blabbermouth Bob, Bitter melon, Silent S, and good old Lounge Lizard. <laughs> all in all, it was a huge success with a great turnout. Huge thank you to all who attended. It was lovely to meet so many new people and connect with old friends. As a result of the success of our Angel Tree Book donation program, we're going to keep this open a bit longer. This means that if you have a school, community, programs, teams, or organizations that could benefit from receiving a copy of Soft Skills I Learn the Hard Way, let us know. You can donate one copy or several copies. Email us at info at and we'll be back in touch right away. We can provide the book at a discounted price and make sure it's delivered to your intended recipient. Next week, we'll be back with our regularly scheduled program. I speak with Anjanette Haynes, a good friend and director at Deloitte, who will talk about how she's navigated a 25 plus year career. Lots of great advice in this one. Take care and enjoy this episode.
1: We're here tonight to celebrate the official launch of Soft Skills I Learned the Hard Way, authored by Theresa Freeman. stories are hilarious. I don't know if you guys read it, but the story about the uh, Upchuck Jolly
0: Ranchers.
1: (laughs) Something special there. Please consider buying a copy for yourself, for your team, for your troop, or your organization. We also have a cool opportunity today. This evening you can donate copies of the book to your students, schools, or libraries, or others in need. You can even identify your own donation recipient. Where's that? Oh, over there. (laughs) So here we go, in just a minute, we'll hear from Teresa. In addition to authoring soft skills i learned the hard way, she hosts the career-centered podcast Relatable. Organizations like PwC, Deloitte, IBM, and Amazon. She's a certified executive coach and is frequently interviewed as a subject matter expert and career coach on Fox 5 DC and written publications (laughs) for CNBC, Dice, and Guidewire. You may also have heard her during your commute on WTOP. She and her team regularly lead workshops and students, for students and professionals. I think you're doing one for the uh, Centerville football team next week, right? So That's right. enhancing athletes' lives as well. Before she gets the stage here, uh, listen, I want you to read you guys a review from the book. I think this best represents what T stands for and what she does. So let me get this right here. <laughs> This book is excellent for so many reasons. It's easy to read and written in a casual, friendly manner, which appeals to all levels and skill sets. I was impressed with the fresh spins on unexciting topics, such as networking, interviewing. Alongside common pitfalls, the author has some really catchy names for things like the bitter melon and toxic rock stars. Peppered throughout the book are quick and insightful self-assessments and practical tips for overcoming any roadblock you encounter in your quest to develop dynamic soft skills. The combination of personal storytelling, practical tools, and useful tactics to start start deploying today was all so refreshing. I wholeheartedly love this book, and it will be one that I refer to frequently. Without further ado, (laughs) here she is. You may know her from Friends. You may know her from Jerry Maguire our very own Teresa Freeman, author of Solskill to Learn the Hard Way.
0: Thank you so much, Larry. I really appreciate those kind words. And thank you to everyone that made it out on school night in DC traffic. I know that's a real pain, so I really appreciate that. There's a lot of familiar faces, and actually some faces that I don't know, so I, I look forward to meeting you after this conversation. When I was 14, the summer of 1984, I was going to be a rising freshman, and the class that I was leaving behind was only 36 students. And the class I was going into was 500 students. So you can imagine that summer, I was a little anxious, a little nervous about what that was going to be like. So I start my freshman year, and in fact, one of the people in the story is actually here. Uh, but she doesn't know this, I don't think. So I met two new, two new girls, Danielle and Beth. And they were, I would say, kind of up and comers. You know, they were in a cool social circle. And so as I befriended these two girls, I asked them to come to my house in the afternoon and hang out. Much to my surprise, they said yes. So they come over in the afternoon, and I can kind of feel my own social climbing, right? I'm like ascending right now, right? And so they come over, we have some snacks, we watched a little General Hospital, as teenage girls did at that time. Oh, yeah. And we did a little homework. Well, let's face it. Beth and Danielle did the homework. I did some chatting. <laughs> probably probably on brand for that. So we're wrapping up the day. We've had a great time, and their parents are going to show up at any minute. So we go by my front door, and we're kind of waiting for their parents to come. And my dad rolls up. He comes in from work. So he comes into the house and he sees two young girls that he's never seen before. He says, hello, I'm Paul Kelly, press the flesh. (laughs) And I stand there and the girls are laughing and they're looking at me and I'm looking at them. And you know, when your world stops and I can slowly feel my social ascent just (laughs) unraveling. And as you think about like those moments where you freeze time and it lasts forever, uh, I sort of snap out of that. And then I, I notice something. That these girls now are engaging in conversation with my dad. And they're telling him where they live in the neighborhood, and they're telling him what sports they play, and they're telling him about their travels near and far. And I think, you know what? That was a masterclass in soft skills. He was energetic, he smiled, he shook their hands, he made them feel that he asked good questions. And when I think about this origin story of soft skills for me, and I think about why it's so important, I think it can go back to that moment. And I think about how impressed I was with his ability to do that. So fast forward a few decades. (laughs) And I had the opportunity to work in human resources. And I spent over 25 years doing that. And in that role, I I I had a unique opportunity to observe people, to see individual contributors, to see leaders of teams be very successful. And why were they successful? They were successful because they could collaborate, because they could influence, because they could speak publicly. And this idea that there was this whole secret sauce, a recipe to success that people didn't understand. They worked so hard on their hard skills and their technical skills. But if they just spent a little time in this other space, they could soar. So after the benefit of all that time, I thought, I need to do something with this. I feel so passionate about it. So I sat down to write my book and started to think about, oh my gosh, how many times have I failed at these skills? What are the ways that I learned these lessons? And so I really wanted this book to be a fun called infotainment. <laughs> a little bit of, I think John petty helped me with that, that term. Uh, but I wanted it to be fun and easy to read and to have memorable stories. So I'm going to just read a little bit from the book. So forgive me while I try to get myself situated. I know you wanna hear the Upshuck story, but you'll have to read that one. Okay. All right, here we go. Here are some general types of communicators I've seen over the years. You may see yourself or a coworker, family member, even one of your kids in these characters. If you do, try to avoid getting defensive. Instead, be honest with yourself. This could be an opportunity for you to make some adjustments. Unlike these characters, you want positive interactions when you communicate. So we're going to start with the blabbermouth. First, they are talking nonstop, never giving anyone a chance to jump in, and often they come with space (laughs) issues. They are typically too close, so close you can see the mouth spit fly out of their mouth. Unwanted touch is never cool, and for some reason, the blabbermouth loves to add a smack on the back, a hand or a pat, or a way to make a connection. Some folks use their hands or gestures in a way that can come across as a little offensive, especially when they're very aggressive. So if you're dealing with a blabbermouth, you may get a chance when they take a breath. If you do, it's been wonderful talking with you. I need to cut it off here. It's great to see you. I've got to go. (laughs) (laughs) Boundaries give some guardrails in that type of conversation. It's polite and direct, and in conversations, sometimes less is more. The art of communication is anchored in your ability to assess, observe, and be aware of your own behavior. Next up, we have bitter melon, good old bitter melon. This type of person is is used to being called standoffish because they literally stand or sit or lean or walk with their head down in a way that shows disdain for the world. (laughs) Arms folded, eyes rolled, it's not always on purpose. I know someone who's always squinting. The truth is, they just need some glasses. (laughs) But he is always looking down at the ground and looks like he never really wants to talk to anybody. People work extra hard to make conversations with him and it looks like he's shutting everything down. Whether it's an expression of your insecurities or unintentional, the message you're sending is, I don't want to be here. For me, bitter melon is a trigger. Please exclude it from my fruit tray. I don't do well with someone who seems disinterested with people, her facial expressions make them look angry, and occasionally I can interrupt Bitter Flo's, uh mojo with a little curiosity. This is a great tip, by the way. Uh, are you doing okay? Everything all right over there? (laughs) Find a kind way to see if someone's really in a bad mood or if it happens to have that resting grump face. I think we all could replace grump with something else. Alright, now let's move on to Silent S. Where the bitter melon likes to be controversial, Silent S is trying to avoid conflict or sometimes any form of engagement. The S stands for shy. It can stand for subtly rude, too. The silent S doesn't know what to say, is typically staring at the ground or looking away. The energy is anxious, and the silent S wants to chime in, but doesn't know how. If you are prone to silence, push yourself to be heard. A lack of comments can be viewed as being uninterested or disengaged. If you stay quiet, people will make their own conclusion or assumptions about you. Using your voice will help to ensure that you have the right message and that it's conveyed. All right, now here's my fave, lounge lizard. (laughs) Some people can be casual to a point that it feels disrespectful. I was on a, this is totally true by the way. I was recently on a call for work and somebody joined the meeting from bed. Not like sitting at the edge of the bed, (laughs) straight up covers and propped up on a pillow. Pretty much horizontal actually. (laughs) Unless you've got physical issues that prevent you from sitting or standing, depending on your role, not working from bed is a preference for most jobs. (laughs) The lounge lizard is also disinterested in what's going on. They're constantly looking onward for a better conversation. They're so disengaged, they're one step above slouching. The lounge lizard expects everyone else to do the work and barely shows up. Some enjoy the casual approach, but be sure not to take it too far. Most people like it and respond well when they can connect and be engaged with another human. There we go. So so just to wrap up, when I I finish interviews with uh, people on the podcast, I ask them what advice would they give to their younger self. And sometimes people bristle at this question. They think the path is the path. I don't want to change it. You learn everything. That's, that's how you grow. So that question is not intended to like shake up the path or, or to say that you can't learn from, from your life. But that question is to say, put your arm around that younger version of you, and what would you say to make that path a little easier? So if I kind of turn that question on myself and I think, what, what, would, I, what would I tell myself or what advice would I give myself, I would say go back and spend time with Mr. Kelly and watch that master class in action. And the truth is, I think he'd be pretty proud of where I am today and with the legacy that we're creating. And frankly, it's an extension of his legacy. So I thank you so much for being here. I can't believe the turnout It's fantastic. Please buy books. exit stage right and hopefully I won't fall off the stage which is something kind of you know could happen in my life Um, I just want to say a huge thank you to Hannah who's on my team who is like shows up every day she's right here she's hiding Hello. shows up every day and is like what are we doing today because it, it it varies and it changes and Byron and Leslie and Sue and all my table volunteers and everybody that's traveled you know far to be here I'm just so grateful for your help and your support and I hope you have a great time and enjoy the food and the drinks and play the raffle thank you so much Big thank you to Hannah, Leslie, Sue, Byron, and Missy for helping me to prepare and execute this book release party. A shout out to the old Shabin and Fairfax, who were awesome and easy to work with and really helped the event run smoothly. And a thank you to Paul, my hubby, Meg, Leah, Moogie, and Courtney, and Courtney again, <laughs> for manning the soft skills table, helping with the sales, and for that awesome photography. And last but not least, thank you to all who purchased or donated Soft Skills I Learned the Hard Way. Until next time, this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable. Stay connected.